Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast with our new segment, Gin and Topics. You're here with Bolo and Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo has a performer. That's it. Yes, I am. And Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional. Professional. Professional review on whatever. Whatever's whatever we going want. on this week, yeah. really. <laughs> we'll just, basically, we'll just have a sip and see where it goes. Think about the past, the present, and the future. Are you ready? to get into it more than ready let's go now i think this is the first time i've i i don't usually drink like you do tom during the podcast <laughs> i like to remain so, there's such a pejorative i like to remain sober to that comment um I, I like to have my fo- my my thoughts really focused oh yes but yes. i've got a glass of white in my hand um we're having a, a sauvignon blanc and hopefully something good just comes out mm, absolutely yes, maybe because... a song <laughs> who knows go on go on. something great gives a few bars of something tom tell me Tom's just uh, entered the world of Instagram. Ooh. I'm not just a psychiatrist now. I'm also a social media mogul. <laughs> uh, like James Charles, watch out, hey. <laughs> um, so we now have an Instagram page. I'd love all of our listeners to go and follow. So the idea behind it is um, that just a few kind of accompaniments to whatever we're talking about each week, a bit of a visual representation of whatever yeah. we've been discussing. So far, I've put... A little bit of a Drag Race Holland retrospective with some of our favourite looks, but comparing and contrasting with some reference points there. So uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy that. So make sure you you follow the new Spilling the GNT podcast Instagram page that's going to be managed by our Dr. Tom. And it is spilling the GNT podcast. It was so cute. Like we got like Instagram. how many followers do you have? Like three. And Tom's like, oh, we're going viral. We're going viral. We're going viral. We're going viral. Three follows and two <laughs> likes. Yeah, that's it. And most of those people I know personally. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the blue ticks on the way. Yeah, we're getting verified we as are. we speak. We are. By the time you listen to the podcast and by the time you actually go onto our page, we're verified. Absolutely. You're that girl. You're that girl. I knew you were. Yes. You're that girl. Yes. I knew you. I'm that girl. I'm that girl. <laughs> I have an admirer. I'm that girl. So basically, what is it, Tom? likes the Instagram because Tom's very visual now I don't know if you guys realize this or you notice you probably do when it comes to the runways I'm at a loss most of the time <laughs> you're my, not at a loss well, you know, I'm not throwing off the references like you like you're like an encyclopedia <laughs> you're just like saying all these things and referencing to, to certain fashion designers and I don't have that I literally look at something and, and, and give like a very common very, very common review, like, oh, that looks comfortable, or, <laughs> or I can make that, or that looks good, or that looks bad. I think that's very much <laughs> I mine. hate that colour. Yeah. Um, but Next. You, you you know, you can provide all the insights when it comes to when they're actually moving around a bit and doing things. That's yeah. when you come into your own. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's when I flourish. Yeah, blossom. See. That's when I, I come through. Yes, come yes. through. I believe the word's history, and I, I'm, it's going to be made. <laughs> You've already made me. it. You've already made history. So I'll be on the Twitter page. So if you if you do follow us on Twitter, make sure... You know what? I should put it on the Twitter. Yes, please. Yes. It'd help. Maybe we'll get an upgrade from that number three to God knows. <laughs> oh. How, how much more viral can we get, Tom? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we were watching... We are putting on some drag race in the background earlier, you know, while we were eating sushi and having wine. Isn't that a thing? Is that a thing? Sushi uh, and wine, wine and sushi. Uh, it's 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 concept. Yeah, yeah. To, to steal Chris's phrase, we were living in concept, having sushi mm. yeah, and yeah, yeah. a glass of New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. We were, which they provide the best wine. No bias, but I'm it, pretty sure they do. We should probably have been drinking sake, really. 
Yeah, but we. Yeah. Oh well, we're not that classy, apparently. <laughs> Back uh, it up. <laughs> Back it up. Please B-bit. slow down. <laughs> and then we were talking about queens who got a push. Now we actually came mm-hmm. up with a good list of the drag queens who got a push to the finale. Yep. Yep. And I think they get it for different reasons. I think a common trope I think we're going to see is. If you're pretty as a boy in a really conventional way, then you're going to get a little bit of a push through Drag Race. The very first Rebecca Glasscock. Absolutely. Yep. So, so she look, is look on at our season list. one. We can probably go season by season and kind of pick up the queens who got the push. Season mm-hmm. one, definitely Rebecca Glasscock. I mean, how how on earth did she win that makeover challenge? That was crazy. There's like it was like a deliberate attempt to push Chanel over the edge, really. And also that. The lip sync with Chanel. Who who sent Chanel home? Was it Rebecca? Yeah, but Chanel had minutes before that said, send me home. But, I nominate myself. But also, Chanel didn't lose the lip sync. I would have chosen Chanel over I would have Rebecca too. It was on their lip sync. Mary Mary praised you, wasn't yeah. it? I would have chosen Chanel, but you're signing your own death warrant if you ask to go home. You really, really are. Yeah, it just doesn't bode well. It, and if 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 yeah, whenever you ask that question, you better say somebody else, otherwise you're going home. We've seen it time and time again. The first name you say is RuPaul. Don't be modest. Yeah. You know, like it happened to Nikki Doll, it happened to Scarlet Envy, and it happened to Chanel. Say yourself, and you're going home. Who in season two got a push to the finale? Do we know? Was it anyone? Nobody sprung to mind. I mean, Rebecca really is the archetype um, because she, again, I'd say she's a conventionally pretty boy. Uh, and she ha- like, there are a lot of veteran queens there, you know, BB, Chanel, Nina. Um, they all came from, they, they were highly polished, highly experienced. I think they, they wanted to inject, I think Drag Race often has this agenda to like inject a bit of youth and coolness into drag. And I think that sometimes it's prized over like campy old school. Mm. Uh, or traditional drag. And I definitely think that's where Rebecca got that push. Season two was very much like Raven and Tyra were the top. Yeah, they were duking out, weren't they? Now, Raven was, I mean, the rumors are season two was made for Raven, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. I'm not really aware of that. Because Raven was um, going to be in season one, but they left they, they left her in for season two. They put her in season two. Mm. And apparently season two was supposed to be for Raven. Okay. But Tyra came out of nowhere. Tyra yeah. came out of nowhere and they didn't see it coming. And then she was like, there was you could not not have her in the finale. She was phenomenal. I mean, the artist formerly, formerly known as Tyra. Yes. Um, um, now James. known as King James. Kim James. But, yeah. But yeah, season two was uh, was made for Raven, I apparently. Guess Raven, um, I mean, Tyra brought something organically that they were trying to push with Rebecca, I think. And that she did, she was young, she was fresh, very visually creative, excellent seamstress, great performer. And yeah, she didn't need that push. She, she kind of, just took it really didn't she, she? Pushed, she pushed herself yes. like yes. tara was really the killer if i don't like you i don't like you yeah oh i've got a really clear answer for season three who carmen carrera oh preach it uh, carmen carrera and again pretty boy yeah do you know what makes me laugh so much is when i look at season three and the casting and how he deliberately um and boy and his boy mm-hmm. audition he was deliberately trying to be like a homie like a yeah. like a thug like oh yeah you know like but i was like come off it oh, come on it was, mate mate I, you're even a laugh you're even a laugh we can understand that in retrospect given that she's a woman she's a trans woman isn't she um so i wonder if she was so uncomfortable with sharing 
that aspect of herself that she felt compelled to to behave in that hypermasculine way in the video um but and also i know that the show the show encourages contrast and has given with i think this is very bad actually it's given some girls the message girls who are somewhere along the 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 journey of transitioning they've been discouraged from showing that sign of themselves because the show likes the contrast of boy and girl if you like absolutely jiggly was given that message she said that jiggly caliente oh what was i thinking jujubee (laughs) <laughs> but, but yes, uh, Carmen Carrera definitely gets Carmen the push. was saved twice. How on earth was, was she the one brought back? Like, there was, why? There exactly. Was, there was a double exactly. Shantae, and she was brought back, yeah. I loved Yara's response to her in the lip sync, because Yara was doing this amazing uh, energetic performance of Hey Mickey uh, in, in Spanish. It was a Spanish language version, there wasn't it? And um, Carmen just kind of like sauntered over to the judging panel and started kissing the judges. And Yara was like, um, uh, it's RuPaul's drag race, not RuPaul's kissing race. (laughs) Sorry if that was an offensive accent. It's just Yara's so charming. You can't do that. This isn't season five. Um, Uh, Yeah. Hilda. (laughs) Hilda. Not to come here, miserable, Emilia. (laughs) I can do it. I'm a POC, but you, Tom, no. Uh, Okay, well. You're the oppressor. I'll be cancelled anyway. If not for this, for something else. Well, I can't believe the Carmen, yeah, but Carmen Carrera, another example of a pretty boy getting the push. And also, I think she was one of the first body queens, and they were trying to push like a sexy agenda with her. Yep. Yeah. Season four. Hmm. I can't think of anybody that got a proper push in season four. No. Um, I think it was really diverse and talented cast. So, do you think there was everything there? Was, who was a, the finale? Was, was Sharon Needles, Fifi O'Hara, and Chad, Chad Michaels. Michaels. And even top four was you know Latrice. Nobody got a push there. I don't think. All right, season five. Season five. No, season five was fine. It was fine yeah. because that, that that even the top seven of season five was like yeah, amazing. Season five talented. was just immaculate. Season yeah. six. No, we can can we argue that Adore got a slight push. Adore was one of those girls who Rue smiled favorably upon, and I think she just had that charm and charisma. Uh, again, a bit of freshness and youth appeal. Um, I think that that's why Rue kept her around. She was saved a couple of times, really, wasn't she? Like, yes. did did she win the lip sync against Trinity? Really, no one ever wins a lip sync over Trinity K. Bonet. It was Vibology in front of Paula Abdul, yes, and it they, she kind of had to win that because she'd been on American Idol and yep. she had that connection with Paula Abdul. Yeah, that's why the reason I say it was a push because she didn't win the lip sync against Trinity K. Bonet. Were there any times that when she should have been in the bottom when she wasn't? Do you think? Well, you'll have to go through every episode. Did she, deserve to, that- did she deserve to win the jewel ball? That was one of her wins that kind of like got her through to the end. The one with the... Um, she was like the, 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 the dime- diamonds kind yeah, of... Yeah, giving us a little bit of, of Pris from Blade Runner as a ballerina in Diamonds. What was she up against? Um, I mean, Bianca Del Rio Bianca looked there. stunning. Bianca could have won that. Darianne struggled because she had that kind of Princess Leia topaz thing that stretched. Oh, Courtney could have done it. Courtney looked great. Dayla, Dayla um, went home that episode, didn't she? She, str- she struggled to convey some of the looks, I think. It was, yeah, it was Darianne versus Dayla in the bottom that episode. 
Courtney or, or Bianca? It was more. It was more to do with the door storyline. I think winning that episode because yeah. she'd just been in the bottom, hadn't she? Because she was in the bottom for the bridal challenge. And it's kind of like jostling. they have an idea who they want in the final three, and then like especially yeah. when it comes to the last minute, they have to make it make sense. Yeah. for them to be in the bottom. Now Priyanka was definitely one who got a push throughout the whole thing fully agree and then they had to start giving her wins near the end to yeah. justify not only her being in the finale but to justify her winning the damn thing winning the snowball was oh, bizarre just, you know why i get angry why am i getting angry? no hang on sorry she was second scarlet won the snowball didn't she no she won the um the makeover challenge winning the makeover was very strange when well, i mean jimbo should have won it i mean yeah they mean the opposite of getting a push is being taken out, assassinated off, and that was Jimbo. Jimbo was unfairly. Jim, Jimbo was oppressed. What, all yeah, season. Exactly. <laughs> oh, what what is up with that? What was that? Look, we're jumping all the way to season um, Canada, so let's go back to. I guess like there's that mental connection, isn't it, with Adore? Because both both Priyanka and Adore. Well, I always are said that Priyanka. Yes, I always said hilarious. it during the Canadian podcast that um, Priyanka had very much Adore Delano vibes in mm-hmm. terms of the charms, the like. Ability, the ability to like take on the harsh feedback and laugh yes. about it, and there's something just so you just you just fall in love with people who can just take it. We don't deny that Priyanka and Adora are both amazing talents. They just weren't fantastic at the task set them in the competition, and yeah. that's what we're talking yeah. about when it comes to getting a push. And they had that similar youth and charm. Yeah, so that definitely that. That was definitely it, I'd yeah. say. So season six was Adore Delano. Season See, seven, much as I love her, Pearl. We, yeah. You could even call this phenomena pearling it. Yeah. I think we've said that before. We said that with Abby OMG, she's pearling yeah. it. You're either pearling it or you're Jimboing it. Yeah. At the opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I would definitely say Pearl got a push. Uh, Pearl's and one Wolf's- of my favorite queens. I, I do love her. I mean, I don't understand, but okay. I mean, Rue Ru has said out loud... On the, I think quite meanly, really, on her podcast. From her lips to God's ears. <laughs> you sound like Moira. Yes, <laughs> I think Moira. Moira Rose is definitely my spirit animal. What? Oh, she needs to be. Oh, she should have been a judge on Drag Race Canada. Imagine Catherine O'Hara. Yes, what, what a empress. Um, but Pearl, um, I, I loved her looks. I loved her cool aesthetic. I thought she was very funny in a. Um, in a just kind of an offbeat kind of way. I thought her big Ange was fantastic in the Snatch game. I loved her Michelle Visage in um, whatever happened to Merle Ginsburg. Um, I just thought she was capable of being really funny. Uh, but uh, she should not have worn that lip sync against Trixie. She should have gone home. I don't... I can't explain what it was when I saw Pearl lip syncing, it was like she was performing some kind of um, ceremony to bring someone back from the dead. <laughs> I really... I, it, was, it was some kind of satanic <laughs> summoning of the dead. And it was like the way she just stood there and just like, yeah. rise, my children, <laughs> rise. Like someone needs to make a YouTube compilation where it's the audio as her lip sync and then there's like... Oh, sorry, with the visual is her lip sync, and then they need to cut it with the audio of like some kind of like Godzilla or, or like some kind of satanic ritual <laughs> chanting because it looked she looked girl, she looked possessed. I think you could have the sound effects of the people of Tokyo running in terror, gaya, away from, gaya, gaya. like there. <laughs> 
from Godzilla. Oh, the- <laughs> we might have to cut that. <laughs> no, because no, I was referencing Rush Hour. Okay, Thank okay. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Okay. Stop yeah. trying to cancel me. <laughs> ever since I'm going to get cancelled Ever by the since end of you this. became the social media mogul with our Instagram. Did you yeah. know we have an Instagram page? Have we mentioned that we have an Instagram page? Spilling the GNT podcast, guys. <laughs> Please check out and follow. Um, but Pearl, Pearl could have and should have gone at that point. Even the the lip sync was "Dreaming" by Blondie. It's a light, frothy new wave song. Trixie was good, although I will say, you know, there were some elements of Trixie's outfit that day that were a bit problematic as well. But I don't think that's why she was sent home. Tri- Trixie gave like a fun, colourful performance, whereas Pearl had that weird necromancer intensity. I told you, she she was. I'm, oh God, I know. I just, it was weird. It was a very weird lip sync. I would be scared if I went to a show mm-hmm. and that was the performance being given. I would have thought I walked in some kind of Satan worshipping church or something. I can't think of many other episodes where Pearl was deliberately given a nudge, though, because like I think she legitimately sent home fame. Fame just didn't have much lip sync presence. Um, I think she did well in a lot of the comedy challenges. And there were a lot of acting and comedy challenges that season. Can we skip to season eight? Yes. And when I look at season eight, now the finale was, the, the final three was Bob the Drag Queen, Naomi Smores and Kim Chi. I want to say that Kim Chi got a push. And being a big girl, it was a big push. But it was a big push that she got to the finale. And you're probably wondering why. Because, yes, she is an amazing visual artist. And anything she yeah. could have done, she would have been saved from the runway. But there were so many things that she got a push for. Like, that. what was that political bashing? Yes. Her and Naomi. How, how on yeah. earth were they both safe? The judging was strange, that episode. How on earth were they Let's not both forget. Safe for that. Thorgy got sent home that episode, which felt really unfair. Oh, uh, I mean, there was that was all. There was so there were so many wrongs, like Thorgy being there and the bottom being sent home, especially. But like, I couldn't understand a word that Kimchi and Omi were saying. Kimchi, like, she doesn't enunciate, and also not just that, it was a really. It was quite silly and not funny. It was kind of stupid. And then yeah. I also look at them, their performance in Lay Chicken Wings. Yeah. Them two again in the same group with Robbie Turner and how how that group won over yeah. the um the street beats. Street meats. The street meats. <laughs> yeah. What's that, was that very, smell? I got some in a sale. It's good street meats. <laughs> I don't need to. They should have cut it with um they should do a remix of that. I like the smell. I don't know. First of all, they should have won. They should have. The New York Thorgy should have won that. The New York Queens should have won. And then Thorgy should have won that episode because she was amazing she's fantastic and yet the other girls like kimchi and naomi were safe and then that's just one example and then you have to go through again how she got a pass for creating that fictional character kimmy jong-un who wasn't funny who did the same thing so she got to push through that i kind of forgot that yeah i mean i just think that kimchi got such a push throughout that episode to get to the finale and also um, i have to say that naomi smalls got a push too uh yeah yeah I mean, probably her snatch game are you serious well she was in the bottom for snatch game she should have gone home well she's against acid betty and, and also again acid struggled in that and also the political like. argument another reason and also again the late chicken wings another mm-hmm. reason like naomi didn't really shine anywhere like i remember watching she, the season and wondering how is 
How was anyone getting anywhere? Like, for me, the strongest, the top three should have been the three New York queens. It should have oh, been Asafiti, yeah. Thorgy Thor, and Bob the Dragon. Them three deservedly should have been the tops. Period. That, that, full stop. Don't need to go any further. Mm-hmm. When I started season eight, that's who I envisioned in the top. And that's who I still envision today because other people were given the push. Yeah. The other two were given the push. I, I had to say that. And also, there was some, for some reason, I want to also add Derek Berry Derek in the kept, mix. Yeah, I think Derek was kept around for entertainment value. She was combative. She had her reputation as a Britney impersonator, so she was kind of intriguing. She had a storyline. Yes, I agree. Derek got a push. There I think were times every, when Derek everyone got a home. push. <laughs> that mm. that whole that's a season of push. Okay, anybody like Har- Hurricane Bianca came to season eight because yeah. everyone got a push that season. There was an anti-New York sentiment. Apparently, it must have been something. Yeah. It was very anti-NYC. Bob the Drag Queen steamrolled that oh, competition though. There's no way she could not. They have tried one. to get her, but yep. she was too. I powerful. remember during that time. I do remember. Take yourself back a few years. It was the finale of season eight coming up and there was the talk of who's going to win. Were yeah. you, and there was a lot of um, online stuff. The big talk was the winner was going to be Kim Chi. Everyone was saying that mm. Kim Chi was going to win because they already had a, um, they had just come off uh, Violet. Yeah. So there's no way Naomi was going to win. They had just crowned a Violet Chachki. Yes. So that ruled her out. And also, just before her was Bianca Dario, yeah. another New York queen, Bianca. And then they were like, okay, Bianca's out. Sorry, um, Bob's out because Bianca's won. So everyone was saying it was going to be Kim Chi. Yeah. But then there was already online arguments where people were saying, it's not fair if Bob doesn't win because Bob deserves to win. But everyone mm-hmm. was, you know, using their algorithm, saying that, <laughs> oh no, they can't win because of this. And then Bob won. So I'm really, really glad that that happened. Yeah. Kim Chi definitely brought something really fresh. And I guess maybe Sasha kind of, as another like arty queen, kind of was became what she could have been, I guess, in terms of winning season nine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I will say, like, I, I, any any challenge that involved creating something, Kimchi really excelled. Yes. Her looks in the ball and the the first episode. And I loved her Wicked Witch look as well um, in the makeover. All right. Which Naomi won, and deservedly so as well. Naomi's uh, scarecrow was, was beautiful. Season nine. Who got the push in season nine? Oh, season nine. Now um, you were saying peppermint. Well, I thought about it, and I just—it's more of a feeling, and I can't come up with the facts. Okay. She. So it's, it's not really very legitimate. I mean, peppermint was in the bottom a couple of times. Well, you said you felt. Yeah, I mean, you I, felt? I said you I said felt, felt, didn't I? Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm just—I'm not coming up with the answers. So I'm, I'm gonna gracefully bow out with that opinion but the, it's actually quite a popular opinion that's yeah. why I, I wanted you to oh okay so you came for me and that was just <laughs> well, a double bluff well or? I wanted to know why because I don't think that do you know what I'm going to say this and I, I hope it kind of makes sense she deserved to win the uh, stand up challenge but I was surprised she won it because she never showed that funny bone before or after in the same way the thing is her looks were just it was shit for somebody who's a legend in New York. Yes, um, her look shocked me a bit. Yep, and for such a gorgeous woman as well, she just wasn't dressing herself to to match that beauty. Okay, I think. Well, yeah. Excuse the beauty. She was a fantastic performer and lip syncer, though. She definitely won the lip syncs. She destroyed poor Cynthia. 
<laughs> didn't Literally, she? she hit a gun. I know. Girl, get a yeah. gun. <laughs> Although Alexis Michelle put up a really good fight. It was really fun lip sync, the Macho Man one. Macho, macho mm. man. Uh, season 10? Season 10. You know, these later seasons, I have to think, think, think who was in that season. So, yeah, that was Monet. and Oh, Cameron Michaels. Cameron Michaels oh. got a push in that one, definitely. And that comes back to him being the, in inverted commas, trade of the season. Cameron did not win the lip sync against Monet because she did not. <laughs> she did not win because she was not good. She was not classy. Don't you because she come for me ever. <laughs> Pass me my purple towel. <laughs> um, yes, definitely. She, well, it's hard for me to say... Because she was such a good lip syncer. And like, yeah, you cannot good. take that away. We have to now talk about the lip syncs. Did she win all the lip syncs fairly? I don't know about the lip sync between her and Monet. And Yeah, I agree with that. She probably did beat Cracker because they did Nasty Girl and Cracker did the wrong thing and went comedic. And Cameron did Sexy, which is correct for a Vanity Six song. Um the double chante between Eureka and Cameron was justified. Yes. It was fantastic. It's yes. one of my favourites. But she, she, two th- times she was favoured, and Monet suffered both times. She didn't win the share challenge either. Monet did the share the ruse call. Oh yes, Monet was fantastic. Cameron was surprisingly good, but I don't believe she deserved the win. I did. I think Monet should have got it. Monet was robbed. Of that one, I, I would if, say. I and also, if, Monet did not lose that lip sync. So yeah. maybe that's kind of where the push comes. But like when push comes to shove, you can't fault her for winning the lip syncs. She also didn't win the one against Asia, the butterflies one. <laughs> <laughs> that iconic look post-performance <laughs> where she's looking down at the butterflies on the like, ground and it's just like... Is she, I, she's like rubbing her arm yeah, or something as well. She's, she's very she's uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable. Like, what? what? <laughs> you know, like, you know when you wake up and you're like, how did, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's, whose house is this? Who, who, who is he? Who's, I think she had one of those looks. That's like, the look what? she gave the butterflies. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> but Cameron Michaels, yeah, she got a push, but like, I don't... I don't know because she did so well in the lip syncs. She lip synced her way to the finale, to the finale, past the semis, yeah. to the finale. She did, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah, there's just a couple of moments where, you know, she didn't deserve, in, that, in, in my opinion, she didn't deserve the win in the share challenge, and Monet won the lip sync. I think Monet was already earmarked for all stars at that point. I think Monet. And Cameron Michaels, uh, two. If we ever talk about lip sync assassins, uh-huh. those two names come up for me. Definitely, Monet's Monet is a fantastic performer. Monet Exchange is an amazing performer, and we've seen her live. Her mm. lips were made to lip sync. They really were. I don't know about singing. And they try to take you under. But she's apparently got a degree in opera. I think she was trying to show that out off, wasn't she? With just turn it But the thing is, she's a bass. Sorry, she's a bass. Yeah, turn your turn your mics down, y'all. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just turn down the track a little bit, please. But uh, yeah, season twelve. What about season twelve? Well, hmm. We've not said season season eleven. Oh gosh, um, Silky. I believe so. So specific moments for me where I don't think Silky should have won the snatch game. She was playing herself. 
as T.S. Madison. Oh, yeah, but who was she up against? It was a trash snatch game. That it one, was actually. one of the well, worst. Probably Nina. Nina was funny. She did, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the drag queen who talks like this. Uh, Firestein, Harvey Firestein. Okay. Didn't she? And she had another character who I was less familiar with, but she was probably the funniest one there. Yeah. It was a bad snatch game, actually, I think. I can't think of many people who were good in it. I don't. All I remember from the season 11 snatch game was the lip sync. And Putin! Oh, God! <laughs> and then they made her... How dare they... The queen of Putin. How dare they make Brooklyn, after that moment, a host... Not just for Canada Drag Race, but she took the snatch game. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, where are your credentials? It's the same how they used um, Vanjie mm-hmm. as a um, the person. A coach. Yeah, the for coach s- to come through the walk with the workroom. So strange. So strange. I was like, what's happening here on this day? I, what I, the I, hell? What was it about? Yeah, very strange. But um, also, um, Silky went on about her lip syncing talent all season. And then I was ready to lip sync for my motherfucking life. <laughs> Reveal. <They're> really, um, <laughs> we're just talking about our favorite colors. Silky. What, what are you on about? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> what are you um, doing, girl? But obviously, uh, against Nina for TLC's waterfalls. Um, <sighs> did they both? Do, I mean, Silky definitely deserves to be in the bomb after what she did to poor Soju with those sharpie eyebrows. Um, and something just can't complete be lack of contouring. Um, so there was that, and I mean, it wasn't Waterfall, sorry, it was No Scrubs, wasn't it, by TLC? It was a bad lip sync, and was it that RuPaul, didn't she just go, meh? Yeah, <laughs> it should have been a double sashay, because poor Nina did not know what she was doing there. I don't think she's much of an R&B diva, Nina. She's doing her best to be like, yeah, I'm cool, look at me, I'm Lisa Left Eye, but no girl. Well, she wants to be Lisa Left Eye, she should have just lied down on the ground. Oh, <gasps> There are no shade. I reckon that would have been funny. <gasps> not on, not on mainstream. Like during the rap, she should have just like lied down on the ground and then crossed her arms. <laughs> oh my goodness, this has turned dark quickly. I, come on, come on, come on! You, you're laughing. You it's love dark it. humor. It's dark humor, guys. Season twelve. Season twelve. Look, see who got a push in season twelve. We know. We know. I know for a fact who got a push. Um, the mullet. Oh, Crystal Method. Crystal Method got the biggest push. Yeah. Throughout the whole damn thing. So Crystal, I mean, she got the win, her only win. She went into the final with one win, and that was for the one-woman show. And I I, I don't know. It didn't do it for me. I think Jackie should have won that, actually. Jackie gave a really heartfelt but funny. It's the kind of thing I'd expect from a one-woman show. I wasn't, like, lolling, but I was really, really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and then there were some quite ropey performances from Heidi and Jada. And obviously with Sherry, there were the whole, oh, you, you went on for five hours. So <laughs> nobody stopped you, but you went on for five hours. Um, Crystal definitely got a push for me. Yeah. Like the whole time. There was nothing great being made from her. She was giving nothing amazing. And then she kind of started to recycle the things that made her, like she kind of capitalized on the things that were keeping her there. Yeah. Like the mullet. So yeah. she kind of just kind of played the mullet thing a lot. Which things didn't that, things that other people get criticized for really being repetitive. Yes. There was just, I just didn't get it. Like there was such a huge push for her to get in the finale. 
she was quirky and charming, uh, and I I can totally see her appeal. And like Rue in particular seemed to fall in love with her. Basically, I think I think Rue was trying to lay the groundwork for a thruple. You know, uh, don't know if it happened. Props to your mama. Props to your mama, Rue. Uh, so yeah, Defo Crystal. Um, what about Drag? Oh, Drag Race Holland Abby. Abby OMG got a push. We know that she got a push. I mean, we've said it time and time again. How on earth did she make? It? I mean, Sarah Jean said it herself. You mm-hmm. know, congratulations to. Um, actually, the question was asked. Are you surprised to see them here? Mm-hmm. And then she made a comment along the lines of uh, three of them. Yes. Yeah. Two, three, like implying that Abby, girl, how, 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 how are you still here? So Abby OMG definitely got a push, especially that, that bloody double, that double Shantae, you both stay. Definitely. Lip sync with Mama Queen. That should have been a double, get your ass out of here. Yeah. She didn't win the lip sync against um, Serajine. She didn't do enough. She didn't do enough. So she shouldn't have been there. So yeah, she, um, she never got a push. UK... I do want to say that Cheryl got a push in uh, RuPaul Drag Race UK. Some people have argued Bagger as well. I know that. Bagger. Like, I think Bagger is fantastic. And I do actually think she deserved her, her place in the top three. I love it a bit. Um, but there were some where people argued she should have been in the bottom. Like, Oh, my gosh. It's the one where you had to make your own costume. And you can see you when go. you turn around, you can see like a nappy-ass thing. There you go. She should have been in the bottom for that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she got a push through. I, th- I don't think she needed a push. I think she was saved that one time. Yeah. Because every other time she did enough to be able to stay. Definitely. And the but time- I do think that that was telling when she wasn't in the bottom for that see, that episode. It was a bit like, okay, they they favor her. Thing is, though, they could have put her in the bottom because her heart really came out during that lip sync that we saw. Do you remember she was in the bottom for the Mako challenge after what she did to her poor mother? (laughs) (laughs) Again, sharpie eyebrows. Um, And uh, she did that amazing, it was an Amy Winehouse performance, wasn't it? And it was like, it gave me tingles. It was one of, if not the best lip sync performance of the season. I think Cheryl Hall got a bit of a push. Definitely. Cheryl Hall. Again, I I think Rue liked her Essex charm. She should have been in the bottom for the snatch game. I don't. For the, for How on earth do you do Jimmy Collins and just not know what to do? She was yeah. just, she was literally just Cheryl sitting there. No and references I, to costophobia. No costophobia, Darren. No references to hair straighteners are for weirdo. <laughs> no reference to, I'm pregnant, I know I am. <laughs> yes, the pregnancy. <laughs> oh my God, game. I'm having a baby. It's like, Oh, I'm glad I'm not pregnant. I've got all this business going on. <laughs> you guys have to buy me a new. Well, this is expensive. Yeah. This is expensive hair. Uh, yeah. You can't use. You can't use the hair straighteners on this. You guys. You're obsessed with me, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm gonna pay my rent. I got a mortgage. And like, these are just the. Th- you can just watch a YouTube compilation yeah. of Jimmy Collins mm-hmm. and do a snatch game. It's like working 24 hours a day for two days straight. Uh, how on earth do you not know how to? No, she should have gone home for that. They should have mm. skipped the runway. They should have just told her at the hotel, "You need to go. Like, we're <laughs> we're not even gonna waste our film." <laughs> 
We're not. We're gonna. No, you have to go. You. We can't air this. We can't air this in the UK. Jen, it's not gonna happen. Jenna's lawyers have already been in touch, <laughs> and I'm sorry, you're just gonna have to leave the building and go into hiding for a little while. So yeah, you have to do a sherry pie, <laughs> and you have to go. You have to just go. You do. I'm sorry, girl. I hope she's okay though. We haven't heard from sherry pie. Yeah. Um. My. my yeah, we don't want bad things to happen to anyone. I hope. I hope that she's making different choices and making some reparations, as we've always said. Now, this all comes down to Canada's drag race. Priyanka got the biggest push. If she was a wolf or the pigs, no matter what your house is made of, she she is pushing right through that (laughs) because she didn't just get a push episode by episode. Mm -hmm. She did not just get a push to the finale. She got a push to the victory. Mm -hmm. She won the damn thing. She did. I I can't. I can't. It's just, it's it's rigor Morris. Rigor Morris, girl. It's rigged. It really I, is. Oh, any All-Stars is that, um, we've not really mentioned All-Stars who got a push. I mean, obviously, Roxy Andrewsing is a thing, but I guess All-Stars well, is different it's nowadays different because, because it's yeah, a different system. Yeah, I think it's not about, like, fairness. It's about a game. It's very, very transparent in the way that they play it. Mm-hmm. If you're my friend, you're staying. All-Stars 1 was... If I have an alliance, you're staying. Yeah. All Stars One was the only one where really the judges had full control over who went home in it, uh, and I can't really think. I mean, people argue that Trixie didn't deserve the All Stars Three win, but that wasn't her fault. Yeah, it wasn't. She didn't deserve the win, but it all, again, it wasn't her fault. Mm. So those are the. It really, really sucks hearing that all of these girls get a push to the finale, and all the girls that miss out, girls like Jimbo. Yeah. Who should have made it there? Said Queen, Queens like Sita. Mm, I don't know. I never really. You didn't connect with her. Well, there was nothing to connect with. She didn't produce anything. But we agree that she shouldn't have gone home that episode. No, she shouldn't have gone home that episode. And I really wanted to see her do something that would have sold it to me. Mm. So I think it was her departure was a bit premature. Mm. I hope to see her on a um, and in All Stars. Definitely hope to see her back in an All Stars. Uh, who was the um? Esha, Esha, Esha Balante. Giada Sofia. Like, she should have stayed definitely over Carmen. I think like a lot of a lot of well, amazing it wasn't queens. Carmen who sent her home. Carmen went, and then it was lip syncing the money ball against Alexis Mateo, and Jada oh. gave up. Yeah, it was sad. But like, but we should be seeing her soon. There's always a sacrifice whenever they're pushing someone to the top. We mm-hmm. always taking a queen off there. And a lot of the time, that's it's really, really good queens. Mm-hmm. So um, to the producers who are listening to our podcast, because we are charting, um, <laughs> please stop. Stop yes. what you're doing now. <laughs> please stop immediately. Immediately. Um, I guess just a, a little... None of these queens that we've mentioned, they're all fantastic queens. We just think that the judging and the competition pushed them through when they weren't doing well at specific tasks that were asked of them. It's no reflection of them being bad queens at all. Exactly. Yeah. Good disclaimer. Yeah. No. Saved t- our bacon. No. I don't know if you guys listened before. Last time we did a, um, we looked at something that was being done online by mm-hmm. Secura, Rock'em, Rock'em Secura and Erica Clash. Yeah. Now, what they had done is they had done a top 10 dragalicious Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. And um, we wanted to do our own top 10 dragalicious Pokemon because obviously you guys know that Dr. Tom here's a big Pokemon uh, fanatic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he follows... We both are. Yes. 
You've played Pokemon more than me today. Well, I play it as a strategy. As a strategist, you know the ins and outs and all of that. Yeah, I so, guess. So Tom and I wanted to do a top, our own top 10. And dare I say the correct top 10? <laughs> we, we did actually Drag have a delicious Pokemon. little bit of interaction with Erica, didn't we? Because we uh, tweeted them. And they said, because we criticized them for omitting a couple of really significant Dragalicious Pokemon, but it's because of the timing of it. And they said it was recorded before uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Genate. But then Mm -hmm. we found out later, well, Tom found out later that there are also some Pokemon that they missed out that was before Genate. Yeah. Well, in our opinion. Also, to give it our own twist, we're going to try and think, which drag queen would these Pokemon be? And it's fair to say that there might be a little bit of a visual representation of this on the Instagram. Now, we probably haven't told you this, but we do now have an Instagram page. We've not told you guys. It's not been mentioned yet. It's called Spilling the G and a Tea Podcast. And you can find us on the Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we will be getting our blue tick soon. It's in the mail. It's in the mail. It's It's, it's in the offing. We're basically going viral. We've got about three followers. So... um, you might be on a queue to be accepted to follow us. Where are you going from? There's, um, one of my favorite YouTubers is Brian Jordan Alvarez, who was on Will and Grace as Jack's husband. Okay. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. him. And he he did this really amazing uh, series of, of sketches uh, called uh, Stupid Idiots. Please check it out, guys. In the first episode, uh, he and his friend Stephanie, who's also amazing, decide to become DJs because they made something on GarageBand, put it on SoundCloud, and it went viral <laughs> with over 20 views oh. overnight. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how Tom feels. That's how I feel. How do you manage? How do you work a full-time job and manage our social media Instagram? It's really, really hard. Yep. You know, going viral is difficult, um, as as Brian Jordan Alvarez can can confirm. And I know he's a listener. To. And yeah. a tester. <laughs> so, Tom, do you want to bring up your list for yeah. the uh, our top 10 Dragalicious Pokemon? Yes. So, Tom twisted my arm to include this in the segment, by the way. Why are you waving your damn... Why are you waving your glass at me? Is there any wine left? There is. There May it is. Right in, drop. right in front of you. I can't reach it. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm no longer the help, Tom. We have we have laws protecting me now. You cannot do this. Especially not on air. Well, I don't know. If the Go glass on. gets filled. Tell me the list. So, it's a top ten list, okay? And again, shout out to Erica and Rock M. We're gonna we're gonna For their them. attempt. Yeah. Um, this is the correct list. For their attempt at trying to come up with a top ten Dragalicious Pokemon. However, so, here it is, the official top 10 Dragalicious Pokemon list. Number 10 for for this list is one of the newest legendary Pokemon, Spectria. Now, uh, you've been playing uh, Sword and Shield online a lot. She is a gorgeous My Little Pony-esque creature. She looks like Twilight Sparkle, doesn't she, from My Little Pony? She's like a gothic pony why are you looking ghostly? at me like i know my little pony i don't know my little pony i wasn't playing with a damn line little pony <laughs> i was <laughs> um, and she's got this gorgeous long whiff uh which flows in the wind and most of all she's got these fantastic false eyelashes hasn't she <laughs> she's spooky and delicious she's twilight sparkle meets morticia adams um 
Very powerful, very amazing, quick special attacker. We're not seeing her a lot online, though, are we? Uh, in favour of Glastria, who's like the butch counterpart to her. What well, the the reason is because she's so fragile. She's too frail. She's yeah. frail, and which trick- makes her even more dragalicious because yeah, she's so dainty and oh, so she is. pretty. Yes, so she's um, like if they were in a pricker, she'd sleep for a thousand years. Oh, Tom. she would. She needs she needs a a, a choice a, a focus sash, doesn't she? She's, she's got quite a shallow move pool as well. So she's a very specialised queen, you know. She's one of those queens who only does like a certain... She'd probably just do like specific 80s gothic synth pop numbers, I think. Mm-hmm. That's what she'd do. Um, and she, um, I think if she were a drag queen, she'd be Jada Sophia. Uh, because she has a really like wicked bitch aesthetic, doesn't she? All right. I reckon I could find a picture of Jada looking very Spectria-esque. And also Jada has dreads quite often. And um, her mane is a bit kind of like flowy, but matted, you know? Really? Who's Spectria? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Number nine. Uh, number nine in the list is Miss Magius, who's a Pokemon you're not that familiar with, are you? No. So Miss Magius is a pure ghost type Pokemon. Uh, she basically looks like a witch or a banshee, a combination of the two, really. She's got a witch's hat. Um, she was introduced in Gen 4, but her she was a new evolution for uh, Mistreverse, who was introduced in Gen 2 in Johto. Mm-hmm. And she's always been one of my favorite Pokemon, actually. But unfortunately, she's not available for Sword and Shield yet. She's very... Um, is, what about Mistreavious? Mistreavious. So she's the baby version, and Miss Magius is, ah. the, is the evolved form, the fully evolved and form. And you think that this would be a Sharon Needles? She's very witchy, witchy Sharon Needles-esque. Okay. Um, I think um, Spectria and Miss Magius are both girls who could compete on Dracula. Hmm. Uh, I think, you know, she'd lip sync to kind of like Susie and the Banshees songs. She'd be a bit mysterious. I think she'd probably claim, you know, in her, in her time off, she'd probably do tarot cards, read tea leaves, that kind of thing. She's that girl. Yeah. She's that girl. I know you were. Yeah, she's that girl. Number eight. So number eight is another favorite of mine, a real beauty, Alolan Ninetales. Yes. So she came on the scene in uh, Gen 7 as uh, when the concept of regional forms was introduced. So before that, we had Ninetales from Gen 1, and she got a new lease of life as Alolan Ninetales, and they basically just gayed her up a bit. They turned her into an ice and fairy type and made her tails like flowing clouds, you know, swathed in furs. So she reminds me of Aquaria in her nuclear winter look, you know, with the kind of Aurora Borealis fox okay, fur. Okay, okay. Mm. Um, I don't... A lot of the queens that you're... Sorry, a lot of the Pokemon that you've said so far are just very quite pretty. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see some more severe names, so, something very draggy, like Aromatisse. I don't know if that's made okay. your list, Tom. We'll have to wait and see, okay. won't we? Hey, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Um, but Ninetales, yeah. So I think she'd be, um, she obviously she's got a really wintry theme. She'd be swathed in kind of white furs a lot of the time. Um not much of a lip syncer, I don't think. I think she'd be more of a hostess. You know, she'd be a door girl. That's why she needs all those furs. Okay. You know, keeps her warm on the cold winter nights. Hopefully the girls share their tips with her. Um, then number seven, Roserade. Yeah. Can you picture Roserade? No. So she is... I don't think these Pokemon are drag enough. I, I, really, I really feel that this is quite a weak list. I don't know why... Um, <laughs> 
I'm sorry, what? You're getting the death stare right now. <laughs> well, this is not drag. It's not drag. Maybe you should have participated a bit more. <laughs> instead We're doing of, drag, Instead Mary. of just playing Pokemon. Um, so, Rosa Rad. I think she's full on drag. She's got bouquets of roses for hands and she's wearing a masquerade mask. But does she like to keep a ton, Tom? Well, that's the thing. I think she would be Valentina. Why? Valentina's red. Rosa Red's green. Valentina's not always red. Her skin isn't red. <laughs> she can wear different colours. But that mask that you're referring to was red. Yeah, still. It's, still? The, con- it's the concept. You need to be a bit less rigid. Okay. Come off it. <laughs> Come off it. Play the game. I'd like to apologise to Rock Kim Sakura and Erika Clash for coming for you. Your list still stands as a good one. Now, now having listened to Tom's. Carry on, Tom. Still, Rosarad, um, I think, yes, RuPaul would tell her to please take that thing off of your face. <laughs> uh, and I think... I'm so excited for the rest of your list. She's got, she's got that kind of um, telenovela uh, drama about her as well, hasn't she? Just like Valentina. She's got more of a uh, crouching tiger, headed drag queen kind of thing. She looks Ooh. like a ninja. Okay, yeah, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought you would have maybe cross-referenced that with one of our Mortal Kombat sisters from Holland's Drag Race. But no, you chose a Valentina who is red. I have a Roserad called Valentina. Okay. So get off my back. <laughs> Next, we have Lopunny. Okay. Yeah. So Lopunny is basically an anthropomorphic sort of Jessica Rabbit playboy bunny type of creature isn't she yep very delicate very feminine i should point out as well most of these pokemon so far um can be either gender so well done to pokemon for giving us male pokemon <laughs> that can be quite feminine for presenting. setting the trend for gender neutral pokemon absolutely pokemon don't really care about our ridiculous rigid societal values and lopunny is a fantastic example of that lopunny is a dragon I'm, I'm very happy that you've got okay. someone good on your list i mean she's even her little hands uh just in a furry muff aren't they Yes. She's got a... You could say her, like, equivalent, the masculine equivalent of Lopunny would be, like, Lucario. Yeah, or what's his name? Diggersby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a big old bunny, isn't he? Um, so she's very lovely. And so I think she'd be, um, she'd be like a cutesy pop princess lip sync girl with a touch of sex appeal. Yeah. Like a pheromone. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Okay. So we're in agreement now. Sure. Sure. Sometimes you just have to be told, don't you? Next. Next um, is the gorgeous, beautiful Gardevoir. Gardevoir, yes. I do like Gardevoir. So Gardevoir is a gown bitch. She never takes it off. She struts around with her floor-length gown, um, floating on air. She's elegance personified. Gardevoir is known to be one of the kindest Pokemon as well. Did you know... Gadfois would rather sacrifice her life than let her trainer come to harm. I actually really like um, who evolves into Gardevoir. She's uh, like on point. Curlia. Curly. I think yeah. Curlia should have made the list because she's like on, she's a ballerina. She's yeah. a little ballerina girl with like the severe cut, <laughs> yeah. the severe like bangs. And the babyish version, Routes, has like a, a seer thing going yes. on, doesn't she? And like she's on point. Like yeah. I think that's that's stunning. That's a, I think she, all three of her transformations are worthy. She's a, she used to have a mega form as well. And that, that gown just got bigger and more voluminous, girl. 
Did she? Yeah, she's a, a mega version as used by um, Diantha in uh, in Kalos. Um, so she's a real beauty. Now, I think because she's she is classy, you cannot argue that she is not classy. Um, <laughs> and she's kind and she's elegant. I think she's a bit of a kind of Chad Michaels-esque. Okay. And I've seen Chad Michaels wear hair like her as well. All she, right. she does like a sculpted bob from time to time. Uh, and you don't get much classier than our favorite professional. Professional? Professional. Chad Michaels. What number you want now? So number four is we felt was a notable omission from the the list uh, by Erica and Rockham. And that's Feromosa. Yes. Now you've really taken to Feromosa lately, haven't you? Feromosa is a long-legged divine Pokemon who has like... She's like... A model. Yeah. Like when you think of like, you know when people draw sketches of a model? Uh, that's Ferimosa. She's long. Her legs go all the way up to her neck. She's got <laughs> like this this tiny like structured Christmas gown dress on. She's got these <laughs> antlers that just go. It's just like she is perfection. Her hair touches the ground. She's stunning. I don't know how they missed it. She's basically, well, she's supposed to be a bit like a cockroach, you know, because she's she's bug fighting type, isn't she? So she's kind of like, imagine Naomi Campbell in a cockroach costume, and you've got her, really. Pheromos um, is an ultra beast introduced in Gen 7. Uh, really speedy, but very frail physical attacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she can really do some damage. Now, I think she'd be Naomi Smalls. Definitely. There's just no two ways about it, really. Yep. Legs for days. Legs on the menu. Tiny, leg. skinny, tall. Or like no dairy. Yep, that's definitely her. Yeah. That was a good one. Firmosa. Next one who was introduced after Rockem and Erica did their list is Hatterene. Yes. So Hatterene is one of my current favorite Pokemon. She's a psychic fairy type. She has an amazing hidden ability and magic bounce. She's perfect in a trick room. Amazing special attack. Um, And her design is just fantastic. She's like a pastel witch. And I think because she's pastel, Mm -hmm. she's very Alona Verley. Very Alona Verley. She's very Debbie. Really? Pastels? Uh, but she's she's also witchy. She's got a witch's hat, hasn't she? Mm. But yeah, she's definitely Alona Verley. Um, but when you look at her design, she's actually a tiny little Pokemon. And all the rest of her body is hair. It's her hair. Hair. And she, how, how much drag can you get I know. than just hair? Her huif, her huif is her hair, body. Hair on hair? She would have won any hairball type challenge. What was that hair challenge where everything was hair? They had to, yeah, um, season, season three, three. hairball. Yeah, yeah. She, that's that's the inspiration Where for her Sh- design. Shandra tried to Nancy Drew Raja. She did Nancy Drew Raja, and it was tall. Thank you. Raja said, "Oh, you know, I just kind of cut up some pieces of of lace, and you know, just roughed her up a little bit, but- and used tool. <laughs> it's tool, Mama. That like." Are you telling me none of the other girls used any kind of like foundation garments or anything? No, they used hair. That was what the argument was about, Tom. Shanti was just mad because she was going home. Uh, so that's Hatterene. Um, I always think she looks a bit like Kim Kardashian in like a latex dress, you know, mm-hmm. crossed with Debbie Jelinski. Um, wonderful. I love it. She's very wrathful, though, you know. She loves silence. And if she hears she any um, 
bad noises or senses bad energy, she will smite you. So maybe she's a bit like Ilona Verley. Yeah. Ilona did not like bad energy and she'd come for you. Yeah. And she'll let you know that she'll there's bad you know. energy. Yeah. She'll let you know how she feels about that bad energy. <laughs> and she'll want you to do something about the bad energy. <laughs> yes. But and she won't apologize for telling you about the bad energy that you have. But don't come for her bad energy because it's her right to have bad energy. <laughs> yeah. She's allowed to have bad energy. So don't you ever say that. So what's number one? Mm-mm. There's more. Number two. Oh. We're going to agree on this one. Aromatisse. Thank you. Now, Aromatisse is a drag queen. That's why she is. She's severe. She's uh, like, yeah. she's, <laughs> she's just pudgy, like makeup everywhere, eyes, lashes, yeah. hair. It's just a drag. And and I already know who I would put her drag queen as. It would be Britta. Okay. I like, I think Britta in like her pink buttons and bows type costume. Yeah. It's Britta. Britta is Aromatisse. Do you know where Matisse isn't that popular in the fandom? She gets ragged on quite a lot, and I think it's really unfair. Because she's a drag queen. I love her. Dis- yeah, so they're coming for her. They're trying to cancel her, but she won't have it because she's got a Roma veil. So if you, if you taunt her, if you <laughs> yeah, taunt her, it's no. not going to happen. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm just so covered in perfume. I can't hear your insults. Sorry. Isn't it so drag? Isn't it so yeah. drag? She's got so much perfume going on. She, I, got, I can't. I'm not bothered. She's just drenched. I'm not bothered yeah. by you. I'm not bothered. <laughs> I, her design's really interesting because it's actually based on uh, you know the plague doctors. Yes. Did uh, you see that she's got that crow-like nose? So the idea of it came from the plague doctors used to stuff those noses full of uh, aromatic herbs, yes, like lavender and things, because they believed that back then actually good smells kept the plague away or protected you from the plague. So they built on that concept and they kind of like combined the idea of like a, you know, like a perfume, uh, like squeeze ball bottle with a plague doctor. And so she became, and she's full on lashes and a can-can dancer as well, because she's got that little leg that sticks out, isn't she? She's full on fabulous. I love her. <laughs> she's one of my favorite trick room setters. Yes, I know. I've been one. using her lately. You've 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 stolen my strategy because she's a Roma veil, so she can't be taunted. <sighs> bitch, so she can please. always put up. Uh, bitch pudding is what you're trying to say. Now, she's <laughs> also an equivalent to Aroma Tease, I'd say. Yeah, I could get on board with bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I love bitch. You know, I met you. bitch. Yeah, she's also, she's also got the kind of face and the nose of um, who's bitch pudding's uh, rival in that episode. Remember? Abora. Abora. That yeah. nose reminds me very much of Abora. Yeah. Yeah, lots Tom. of different elements. Oh my god, though. look at us getting along. I know. Now, Who'd have thought? What made number one? Who be Aromatisse, Feromosa, uh, Heterine, Gardevoir, Lopunny? Who be all of them? There's one, only one choice Jinx. 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 Jinx is a drag queen. That Jinx. is her type. I find Jinx is a Gen 1 Pokemon and she's a real classic, but she's been dogged by controversy. Um, so the the idea behind Jinx, the, the, the design, is that she there's a, a legend of a, a Japanese snow witch called uh, Yabamba, I think. I might be, I'm probably yeah, saying yeah, that. Yeah, Yabamba. <laughs> um, and she was this white-haired snow witch who lived in the mountains whose face was blackened by um, frostbite. Okay. And so the original design of Jinx had a black face. But, um, and I 
don't think it was the intention of the designers in any way, shape or form to create any kind of racial stereotype. However, it was interpreted that way in the West and a lot of people were upset by her design. The same thing happened with Dragon Ball Z. In Dragon Ball Z, mm. there was... Did you watch Dragon Ball Z? I'm aware of the character you're about to discuss. Yeah. Um, Master Popo. Mm-hmm. So Master Popo uh, very, very much was basically Jinx, but a man with a turban, yeah. fully black with a big lips... That was, you know, like it could easy, easily in the Western world be referenced from the blackface. Yes. So when they transitioned him over, the Westerns were like, no, we can't do that. Yeah. So they made him purple. And isn't that's that, what they that's, did to Jinx. There you go. They did the same thing to Jinx. So Jinx in, Monsoon. <laughs> well, I've seen Jinx Monsoon perform on Halloween as Jinx. Oh. And she did a medley around Lovely Kiss. Which Aww. is Jinx's signature move, which is, again is so drag. Well, first of all, it's only like what seventy five percent accurate. It's still it's still one of the better sleep inducing moves. No, it's not. That's decent actually for a sleep inducing move. Spore is the only one with better accuracy. Yeah, I was going to say Spore is hundred percent. Yeah, but Spore has terrible distribution and it goes on very very slow Pokemon. Anyway, Jinx. Um, so yeah, there's that. She's also blended with elements. Uh, I think of a, a Valkyrie. A, you know, a, a Nordic um, war goddess, essentially. So she is, you know, she's got all these like ice witch, ice warrior elements. And I mean, she just looks like a full on drag queen and she I loves think kissing she is. things. She is. Her, her type is, uh, what, what's her type? Ice psychic. Ice drag. <laughs> her type is ice drag. She is the only drag type Pokemon. She is drag. She dances to communicate. She's the future. She's the future. The, the future, future of drag. drag. She dances to communicate. So she'll be getting all the tips. Um, and also they say that, um, excuse me, her language sounds like human speech, but it's unintelligible. That's drag queens. <laughs> that's, <laughs> Alyssa, that's, a, that's Alyssa Edwards, basically. Yeah, um, And so Jinx is actually one of my favorites. I've been longing for Jinx to get either an evolution or a regional variants but apparently the idea is that probably nintendo overlook her because of her past controversies so mm. she's been cancelled as well so what's <laughs> what? more drag queen than that <laughs> she, she is drag.com she is the original drag the original people have drag queen. dug up her old tweets realized she's a racist <laughs> and cancelled her has she apologized? No. Uh, she did a very tearful apology video, mm. but it was in a language nobody could understand. Yeah. So, so. She, people just saw she was crying. Um, so it? that's it. That's right, our top 10 Dragalicious Pokemon. And I think Jinx would be Lady Bunny. Oh, okay. She's old school. She's got big blonde hair. I cannot bob the drag queen. Uh, I wouldn't go there with her past controversies. <laughs> <laughs> Bob never wears blonde hair anyway. Yeah, true. Uh, I just think of that um that ratchet drag, you know. Uh-huh. It's it's kind of no, not really. Okay. Just... I think I think uh, Lady Bunny or Trixie Mattel, somebody with big blonde hair. Cool. Well, thank or you for Jinx, your looks cuz Jinx has done the look. Jinx as Jinx. Yeah. As Jinx. Yeah, we go. There we go. Done. Jinx as Jinx as so, Jinx. So, Tom are, uh, are you going to be uploading this contrast in Queens on the Instagram page? Yes, that, definitely. We just want everyone to know that we've got an Instagram page now. We've not mentioned it yet. Yeah, an Instagram page. It's gone viral. We've it's got, gone viral. We've got three followers. So uh, <laughs> Over three followers in 24 hours. And uh, I think about five likes, um, despite having uh, about 20 posts. So, yeah, I think... <laughs> so, guys, you know... Watch out, Kim Kardashian. We're breaking the in. internet. 
We are watch out. So game. if you do have an Instagram, follow us. If you don't have an Instagram, make one and follow us, and then make another and follow again. Uh-huh. Just, just keep doing it over and over. Help the algorithm. Yeah, <laughs> that's Tom, what I keep saying. Tom's using Tom's using these new these new social media terms. <laughs> Algorithms. Yeah. Uploads. Algorithm. Viral is a bit like when uh, you know, like plankton dances, like yeah. an algorithm. An algorithm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, that's it. I think that's it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. To Spinning the Gene podcast on Gen and Topics, where we discuss the Pokemon <laughs> and queens who got to the top by doing nothing. Quite an arbitrary episode. Kind really. of what we do in podcasting. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. With a glass of wine. Uh, you still got some in there. It's quite surprising. Let's finish it up, okay? Down the hatch. The wine. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you for listening to our podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye bye.